and welcome back to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast with myself, Darnell George Francis, and my bestie, my wifey, my mate, always to be, Colette Monique Liebert. Oh boy. You like my little rap, my little poetry thing. Don't don't act like you didn't. Because okay. I'm really good at rapping. Okay. Um so yeah, this is episode 17. I think that we're on now for the Business of Pleasure podcast. That's a huge standing ovation for you and I both. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really excited just because we've been extremely consistent for the most part. And we've kept on to the plan. We stayed on course just to ensure that we can be as like efficient as possible, be as successful as possible, and most importantly, actually bring value back to our community. So, babe, great job. You too. And let's continue killing it. But the best way we start every single podcast is, how was your week? Uh, My week was good. My week was pretty good. Um, Spent the majority of the time preparing for our event that we had this past uh, weekend, mm-hmm. so that was fun. Did a lot of picking, did a lot of organizing. Mm-hmm. So that was do you like go into detail more, like how do you exactly like prepare for each event or whatever, and like what needs to be done? So especially for this one in particular, because yeah. there was like a bit more yeah. things that we had to do. Yeah. So basically, for for us in general, what we do is we try to really specifically curate for the events in terms of the clothing. Mm-hmm. So this event in particular, it was the Dundas West Fest. So it took place Dundas West. It was a street festival. Um, so like primarily like middle class people who live downtown, um, a little bit family oriented because there was a lot of people there with their kids, but for the most part our demographic was pretty much the same kind of like, you know, people aged like 14 to like 25 interested in anything vintage for the most part. So I kind of tried to pick specifically for that. Um, and stay away from stuff that I know like wouldn't work at for the event and obviously like weather dependent like you know t-shirts oh, yeah, for sure because getting a lot warmer outside now mm-hmm. but surprisingly our crew next did really well this weekend yeah because it was getting cold in the nighttime so mm-hmm. people were like I don't have a jacket let me just buy a sweater yeah it's so good though because like adaptive selling right but yeah they realized like hey like I need this right now yeah so thanks mother nature for that one yeah, shout out you um but yeah it was it was good um and then just in terms of the logistics for the event um i was just making sure that we had everything that we needed so like our banner um it was an outdoor event so which was our first outdoor event actually no we've had an outdoor event before not a good one yeah but, but <laughs> do you remember the bendale banana oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. our first outdoor event okay well this is our first bigger outdoor event yeah, yeah yeah um so we had to get a tarp from walmart shout out to walmart um, we had to get uh, just like lawn chairs, stuff for us to sit on. Mm-hmm. We had to get like ropes and stuff to tie up our banner because it was really windy, actually. I was kind of, I was kind of, it's kind, it was kind of nice too that the event was outside because it allowed us to like get out of our comfort zone a bit and be in like a new surrounding where we're like we needed like the canopy just to ensure like if it, if it started to rain we have to take yeah. care of those things you know so happy it didn't rain though yeah yeah and i think that like played a huge role into our success this weekend i know where we i know for us we usually like doing like these big numbers but for yeah. this week it was nice though because like it kind of grounded us to realize like hey like this is what's more realistic, it's more realistic. in terms of what's going to consistently happen you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah of course we strive to always be as successful as we can but yeah. again we worked with what the market was giving us yeah. you know it's like what you were saying previously how like 
we realized the demographic was a bit more family oriented mm -hmm. and families generally are a bit more frugal when it comes to the finances. Mm -hmm. So we started to be a bit more frugal on our prices Yeah, we as have well to adjust too. our prices accordingly. Because mm -hmm. like at some events, for example, like say it's like, you know, just more specifically our demographic and not necessarily like a, like a family type of oriented setting. We could, you know, price our windbreakers, say maybe like $10 more because the, the crowd is willing to pay that. Whereas like an event such as this, it's like people have like, uh, it's like a, so much sirens. Yeah. There's like, there's just so much to take into consideration because like at the end of the day, they're thinking about their family finances. It's not necessarily like a young kid that like lives with their parents and like mm -hmm. can spend all of their money on whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So like I found that people, like you said, they were a little bit more hesitant with our pricing earlier mm -hmm. and that's when we adjusted it down and people were buying at that. And it's kind of funny. I think one thing I caught on this whole weekend was that if a guy is buying something, he has to get his wife's permission yeah. before <laughs> before he buys yeah. it. Because if she doesn't approve it, it's not going to work. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the price of the item. She has to make sure it looks good on him. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, it's like, okay, like, no, you're not getting it. Well, that. like, I guess it's, it kind of just comes with the territory when you've been in a relationship with someone mm -hmm. for, like, an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't really know what... Like, it's not that you don't know what looks good on you, but, like, that person's always the person to verify, like, what does look good on you. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to kind of, like, step out of that comfort mm -hmm. zone. Especially if, if it's, like, a guy, like, mm -hmm. who, like, maybe generally doesn't have the best, like, sense of style. Yeah, fashion. and I think that's what it was more so, too. Because, like, generally with guys that do that, they're not as comfortable with, like, their own sense of style. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you know what? Let me get the general over here to just and, confirm things. And also, too, just in reference to, like, vintage, like, it, a lot of the times, like, if that's not your everyday style, it's a little bit out of the box. You know what I mean? For say like a family guy who like goes to his like nine to five job, wears like a like a button down shirt and like mm -hmm. dress pants every day to go out and be like, oh, I'm gonna get this like mm -hmm. '90s tricolor windbreaker. Like, yeah. Do you ever think we should do that though? Go back to like the original aesthetic that we wanted for Clara Dunco. I feel like we kind of go in and out of not like in and out of it, but I feel like sometimes when I'm picking. I'll see stuff and I'll be like, ooh, this could, ooh, this could work. And I try it out and I see if it does, if it doesn't, if mm -hmm. it sells, it sells, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But like, I feel like I try to dabble in different things by picking random stuff to see if people are interested in it. So I think we do kind of like revert back to not necessarily overall, like getting rid of all the like stuff that we get now yeah, yeah, and like yeah. fo specifically focusing on how like our old style was, mm -hmm. but I think like generally we kind of dabble in it here and there. No, for sure. And that's the only thing that I have issues with the old style sometimes. It's just that like in terms of like return on our inventory. So what exactly takes, was our old style? Just so people know. So and our whole style was more so something that was a bit more formal. A lot of yeah. button shirts, trousers, um, denim jackets, a lot of long trench coats and stuff mm -hmm. like. So like more so like 1980s, early 90s, like British professional. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like so, something more along those lines. But yeah, the only thing that I didn't like about that, that type of vintage was that like it's a smaller demographic in Toronto mm -hmm. so the return on our investment our, on our inventory would take much longer so yeah. if, we, if we if it takes us only five days to sell a windbreaker now with those pieces it might take us 10 days you know and also too with like that style we were catering more to a demographic that has a lot less disposable income mm -hmm. like we were catering to an older crowd whereas like now with the styles that we have, we're catering towards like a younger demographic. Yeah, the kids don't care about money. They, they just don't want to ball out. They like, just want to look good. Yeah. Be flossy. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, and, and it's nice too though, because like sometimes like when I watch them and how they interact with each other, it kind of like, 
it, it like it kind of influences me and just like yeah like let me just buy this because i like it you know what i mean exactly. I, I don't try to like fall deep into the rabbit hole and like where mm -hmm. i become irresponsible mm -hmm. but it's nice too because like sometimes you you forget like you can learn so much things from like the demographic that you're around yeah. and, I th and i and i remember when i was initially coming into like when we were initially transitioning over to this type of clothing that we're selling now at first i was a bit like distant and being like oh like I don't really like all this stuff. I made it so much more personal, you yeah. know what I mean? But now when we're like, we appreciate the quality of it, we appreciate the designs, but, and again, we appreciate the community. And those are things like we, we try to focus on now and rather than being like, yo, this isn't my style. Forget mm -hmm. this stuff. Like these kids are stupid. They don't know how to dress. Yeah. Which some yeah. of them don't. Some of them don't, but that's in any demographic. That's in any demographic, yeah. and it's like, if you're a customer and you're going to buy something, I don't care if you have good style or not. Yeah, right? you know what I mean? I'm providing you with value. You like and, it? And also, too, like, style is something that's so subjective. Like, mm -hmm. you may look at one thing and be like, oh, that looks good, and then someone else will be like, that looks like crap. You know what I mean? So it's very it's very subjective. No, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. So in terms of, like, people's styles and the things that we don't like and how what they shouldn't necessarily be wearing or doing, what are some things you think, like, with Clarendon Cole, we could essentially, like, stop doing? Or, like, or like you know, just, like, take a take a back step and be like, hey, like, we can focus on doing this instead of that. Um, I think just in terms of our events, we've kind of narrowed down some things that aren't necessarily needed all the time. So, like, we don't bring a steamer anymore because a lot of times we don't have access to electricity. Mm. But another thing in general that I think that we need to work on is just, um, I think sometimes we're a little bit too like stagnant and like we let perfectionism like hold us back. Cause like even today, like I was looking at our social media and I know like we're waiting to, you know, kind of revamp our social media to then do like the Instagram ads and the Facebook ads and all that stuff. But it's like some, like a part of me is like, why should we wait? Like, like our, our our Instagram, it may not look the best, but it serves its purpose for right now. Mm -hmm. Our Facebook as well, it may not look the best, but it serves its purpose for right now. So why not just start doing the ads while we're figuring out our whole Trailer. like yeah our whole yeah. like marketing strategy and stuff? Because like I I just feel like we've been like waiting for so long, mm -hmm. and it's not necessary because it's like. It's like we have the sales, we ha we're generating the income. So it's like, yeah, like our our online presence like may not be up to perfection, mm -hmm. but in in the in the grand scheme of things like doesn't need to be. Yeah, At the end like, of the day, we're still it. making money. Because when you think about it, it's gonna be us. Let's say we take six to eight months figuring it out, and if we want to run this business for ten years, that six to eight months is not gonna look like anything. No. And like sometimes I wonder, I'm like, why are we just like slacking like why are we not just like pursuing this you know what i mean mm -hmm. i think it's a combination of a couple of things it's one it's like we're just comfortable yeah we're kind of comfortable like making the money we're making yeah and also like a bit of fair as well too right and it's like uncharted territory mm -hmm. like it's a it's something that like we're both not super comfortable with i mm -hmm. would say like i have instagram like i just got my personal account not too long ago but it's not something that i'm like so savvy with you know where i'm like oh i know how to get followers i know how to do this i know how to do that but at the end of the day we just have to try like we have to practice we have to do what we can do and like figure it out along the way like i know we're trying to wait until like we do our whole like photo shoot to get everything all up and running but it's like why don't we just have it up and running now and then insert those things when we have it that's kind of crazy it goes back to the whole idea that we've talked about previously it was like you're like we're not that important for us to feel as if like we can't make these mistakes yeah and that we're not gonna be like smart or savvy enough to 
build ourselves out of that hole, like, we'll be fine. Yeah. And, like, realistically, I highly doubt that anyone's going to be, like, oh, like, look at their Facebook, look at their Instagram. Mm. Like, it's not even, like, up to par. It's, like... I don't care about your opinion. At the end of the day, yeah. I have plenty of customers. Like, so, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. So you know what I mean? Like, I just, I feel like we're just, we're too much in our heads and we're we're comparing ourselves too much to other people yeah. and, like, how other people are marketing themselves on Facebook or and on, we'll on Instagram. And we'll figure it out the way, man. And it's like, we can figure it out along the way and, like, find our own way while we're figuring it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's kind of crazy because that's what we essentially did this whole time, right? Like, what we said, like, we were previously doing, like, 1980s, 1990s British formal attire and then we figured out on the way like this british thing yo i don't know what but like looking dapper looking fresh has always been like something that's like in my head and when i think about like someone who dresses really really well automatically away i think about like a a british person just like a british like dandy just looking fly like Like a a fresh suit like with the cane with the top hat okay i see what you mean like you know what i mean okay just looking fresh okay just trying to understand yeah Yeah, like where do you keep coming with this but yeah so um now you made me lose my train of thought. Yeah, so when we had transitioned over from doing, like, the old-school British stuff to, like, the more modern type of vintage that's relevant, mm-hmm. that was the same thing we did. We're trying out new things. We're just trying to figure exactly. it out. To make it go. We're going with the flow, mm-hmm. seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Just, like, trial and error. And I think, like, that's one thing that's been holding us back is, like, we've gotten away from that trial and error. Yes. I think it's also because, like, obviously on social media like there are so many eyes on you so it is like a little bit nerve-wracking to do trial and error but like who cares like and they like what are you gonna say and, and again it goes back to like yo we're not that important that people are gonna remember no the the the, te- the marketing test that we did five months ago no exactly like you know what i mean it's exactly. just like no you're 100 percent right we just need to like honestly just push this stuff out but i was actually saying it to myself um when we go to chicago this weekend like yo i'm, I'm pushing it out there just, just push it out there just get it going like you know what yeah. i mean so now, like you, you, you're a hundred percent right. You're, you're a hundred percent right. That's something that we really do need to stop doing because it's like it's that same energy is so transferable. If we're not doing the whole I'm um, trial and error in our marketing strategy, maybe we'll stop doing it in terms of our audience. Maybe we'll stop doing it in terms of the clothes that we should be buying. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like we constantly gotta remind ourselves, like yo, like trial and error is what got us here. Like yeah. let's not stop. And it. just like keep pushing. Like I'm just like. I just, I'm over the whole marketing thing. Like, mm-hmm. I just want, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, let's just do. Let's stop yeah. thinking, let's stop talking. Mm-hmm. Let's just do, and everything else will follow, follow suit. And the craziest part about the whole marketing thing, too, we know what we want to do. We know what we, we want to distribute. And the worst part is, like, we already have the content. Yeah. We already have the content. It's not as if, like, we're struggling to find the content, to figure it out. Like, oh, what do we need to do or anything like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now to the point where we just have to be like, yo, like, let's let's push this shit out, man. Let's make it happen, you know? And I think um, for the marketing, too, we can focus a little bit more on our strengths. Because, like, at the end of the day, we are doing a lot of stuff that's working. About to die. You know what I mean? Like, we are doing a lot of stuff that's working. In, especially in terms of Instagram with our Instagram stories and like really revving it up when especially when we have events like doing before after during shots for our events like all the picking leading up to our events like I think that we do really really well when we put, pick we always post to our stories stuff like that but I think we can take that good and like 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 progress on it you know mm-hmm. build on the good things that we're already doing and then add a little bit more to it with mm-hmm. the facebook ads the sponsored ads on instagram those types of things the swipe up to shop now just do it you know mm-hmm. what i mean do it and like we'll build that like i guess like 
lifestyle look, if you want to call it, yeah, for our for That's our it. Instagram page along the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, the the, the shop now, the the promoting the Instagram that has nothing to do with the lifestyle because realistically that lifestyle look isn't necessarily going to generate not, us yeah. the actual. And it, and it doesn't happen in one day. We actually have to do exactly. it over a long period of time. Exactly. So I think. We need to stop waiting, and we just need to do it. Are we in agreement on that? No, 100%. I okay. think you're right. Okay, cool. Let's do it. No, I think you're 100% right. All right. Because we've already used the marketing, not the marketing, the advertising on Etsy and other little things as well, and it's worked for us. Yeah. So, like, why would, why would, well, now we, all we need to do is do the advertising for all those other mediums, and then we should be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are fine right now, but we'll be better. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Cool. Um. But yeah. What else do you want to mention? Um. One thing I really like about us is like what we said previously. We are constantly just trying to work with what we get in terms of our events. Yeah. You know. So one thing that we always do is talk to every single person. Yeah. And I see a lot of times when we go to events. Sometimes I see other vendors. They're more so like focused on maybe like. They're in their phones or they're just yeah. not as engaged as possible. Yeah. But I think one thing is really important to show interest in the customer, show interest in a potential need. Because yeah. that's the only way you're going to be able to get sales and get people to be really interested in your product. And I think like I think what talking to us, talking to people is for us, I think it's our 10%. You know, like, I think it's that, like, little bit of extra that we do at events that differentiates us from everybody else. You know what I mean? Because, like, honestly, like, Dundas West Fest, it was long as hell. Mm-hmm. It was, like, what, like, one, like, one of the days was... Six like, hours. Like, and Which then, is okay. The, and the next like, one was, like, 14. Like, legit 14 hours, guys. 14. So, like, so, like, I think there were moments when, like, it was hard for us to, like, keep our energy up, like, keep talking to people. But I feel like at the end of the day, we still pushed through it and we still like did the best that we could. And we sold a lot of stuff, like a lot. And I think a lot of that was attributed to the fact that we were always talking to someone. We were always like, hey, how are you? Even if they look like they're not our demographic at all and like wouldn't be interested in anything we had to offer, we still gave them that like respect to be like, hey, like how's your day going, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's the good thing is too, because a lot of the times we'd say hi to people, they'd be like, yeah, I'll come back. And they'll actually end up coming back, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you've given that split second for them to, like, show, like, hey, like, I'm noticing you. Yeah. So, hopefully, you can notice our shop. And you matter to us. Like, like at the know? end of the day, like, if you don't come and... Not, you don't necessarily have to buy something, but if you don't come, give us maybe a couple of seconds of your time, some interaction, maybe allow us to give you one of our business cards. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no purpose for us being there. Like, if we don't have a customer, we don't have a business. So, our customers are mm-hmm. our main priority at every event. No, 100%. And, like, not even only the events, but even to bring this back to the advertising, it's, like, that's what the advertising is doing for us. Mm-hmm. It's breaking, it's, like, allowing us to, like, meet new people. It's allowing us to engage with people mm-hmm. even without us being there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so with us not doing the advertising, we're actually, like, taking away from the company a bit instead of, yeah. like, finding ways to properly engage with people, you know? Exactly. Because I know a lot of people, sometimes people find advertisements annoying but our demographic the people who actually like that stuff they won't they won't because it's what they want exactly (laughs) they they want a windbreaker they want a sweater they Mm -hmm. want champion pants or whatever the case may be so it's like we're providing them with value for something that they want and i think sorry to go back to our our instagram again Mm -hmm. but i think one thing that's good about our instagram is the fact that it's honestly kind of like a shop 
like it's not it's not necessarily lifestyle it's not just like a bunch of pictures that look really nice but like you can't really purchase anything that's there mm -hmm. it's like if you scroll through our instagram and you see a picture of something it may be, it may be sold already but like you can message us about it and we can either sell that specific item to you that you just saw or mm -hmm. we can find something similar and the good thing about it too it's like you don't have to guess you don't only see our instagram you know it's about like oh like these guys are a store like they, clothing, they, yeah. yeah they sell clothing you know yeah. and it's also nice too because like We've curated it in a way where it's like, these are the pieces that we have. So if you're looking for something different, you should probably go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of obvious to be like, okay, like, hey, like, this is what these guys are offering. Do I like it or do I not? Yeah. But no, then again, it, we also, then again, that has the potential to lose the other other half of people, right? People that don't like things that are just like purely about economics where they want it to be more a bit more artistic mm -hmm. where they want like the lifestyle shots what you're seeing you know something that they could like familiarize with themselves you know because mm -hmm. a lot of times some people like from like me personally but i'm a bit older right i don't shop on instagram mm -hmm. i'm not going out of my way to like go to someone's page for me i like looking at the lifestyle stuff you know mm -hmm. so our page wouldn't, wouldn't work for me personally yeah you know what i mean yeah and that's one thing we get where i think we're trying to battle right now with trying to figure out what we think is good and what the client enjoys the most you know but first we should focus on what the client enjoys the most exactly and first we need to just just try we'll just try see mm -hmm. what works see what doesn't and then adjust accordingly and that's all you can really do right yeah so that's really really important yeah and one thing about also finding people is like a lot of people always ask like oh like how do you guys find all these events like how do you guys go f from place to place or whatever mm -hmm. so for us when I'm searching for events, I try to look for like key terms that like resonate with our community, right? So right now we've really been focusing on like the hype beast community. So I'll go to any search engine. I'll go to Kijiji for instance, type in like hype beast event, hype beast expo, hype beast show, stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And other things that also works well with that is go on a Google. Go to a quick Google and type in like oh um events for young people, events for shoes, mm -hmm. events for for guys that like clothing you know what i mean so it's like literally it's like literally finding out all these different key terms or keywords that you can use to hopefully find leads for different events and do different things and i think one thing a lot of people forget the most is asking all of your contemporaries asking the people who are in the same industry as you yo like what event are you going to like don't be shy like you know yeah. what i mean like steal someone's idea sometimes like it's okay and it's not even like it's their idea like you're just learning from people who maybe have a little bit more experience or maybe know a little bit more like there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean but i think sometimes like some people like some people like making it a bit harder for themselves because mm -hmm. they want to make it seem like hey like i figured this out all on like, my you own know, no one gave me this like you know like i, I this all by myself which is fine mm -hmm. but you have to understand like it's like that old african proverb if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have to work with the community. You mm -hmm. have to work with people. You know what I mean? That's the only way you're going to build a business. Basically, like, to refer to what you were saying, is like, without our clients, we are nothing. We have to understand as well, like, without our competitors, we are nothing. Because yeah. if there's no community to, like, grow with, our business won't grow. Yeah. If there's no community, then there's nothing to really support. You know what I mean? Like, you know? So, yeah. So, like, that's one thing I like to do. Um, another thing I also like to do as well is just, um, yeah, so it's the Kijiji searches, Google searches, um, Eventbrite. Eventbrite is also a really good place to go in as well. Um, for me, I like searching like different like business expos, 
um, different youth events. Honestly, even sometimes things that aren't necessarily correlated directly to our demographic. For instance, like the Dundas Street West Festival. I, I, I kind of knew that would be like somewhat good because Dundas West, it's an up and coming area. Um, a lot of like hipsters, those hipster people that, that people call them would be there. And of course, like hipsters love vintage. So mm -hmm. it kind of made sense that we, we, we should be there as well too, right? One thing that uh, you mentioned a really long time ago that I just re-remembered, mm -hmm. I want to start focusing uh, a little bit more on women. Yes. Because a lot of like our, a lot of people that buy her stuff are women. Yeah. So I want to start having more items that specifically cater towards women. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when we have done that in the past, when we have tried out, you know, buying like dresses and vintage Cashmere's yeah and it doesn't necessarily work i think i think it's because it, i think one reason why it doesn't necessarily work though is because when you just take a quick glance at our stuff as a whole you see men's clothing you see men's clothing you know what i mean so that's why i think that's deterred a lot of the women from coming by but let's say we had like 20 dresses 20 women's pants 20 20 this of women's items mm -hmm. i think that whole perspective would change a lot you that's know what I very mean? true so we just need to do it on a larger scale then exactly but that's the thing though it's like the the way with like the 90s and like late 80s the way this clothing is like structured it's really unisex anyways you know it's like boxy like you know women like boxy things sometimes guys like boxy things sometimes yeah. you know so it's just like, and that's why I think a lot of our audience has been women. Yeah. Because like, the clothing well, is the like style somewhat, right now too. Yeah. Like this. Like, people like oversized. People, people like baggy. Like people like, yeah. like you know, like people are getting away from fitted. People yeah. getting away from like contouring all the curves and everything. You know yeah. What I mean? no, unless sure. you're going out. Yeah, you know? unless it's like a specific event or like, that is very true. Like hmm. just the style right now in general is just. If one wants to allow it. Yeah, and like wear your boyfriend's clothes pretty much. Like yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what it is. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like, that's why I think we're really good at like understanding the market because we're constantly watching, we're seeing what's going on, we're yeah. aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, there are some things that like slip through the cracks that mm -hmm. we may not understand or mm -hmm. like may not be aware. But it's a part of business. Like, yeah, it's we're okay. trying. We're trying at the end of the day. Yeah. So before we wrap this thing up, did anything fall through the crack that we might have missed? Um, not really. Um, actually, yes, I was. I wanted to also talk about um, our event and just some of the things that we did well and some of the things that we could have improved on. One of the things I think we can we couldn't we can improve on for our next event. Um, I want to cover the off white in like you know those plastic coverings. Garment bags. Garment bags. Uh, not a full garment bag with a zipper, but just yeah. like the dry cleaning one, the yeah. little plastic that they put over top. Mm -hmm. I want to cover our white off white in that because. I like every time someone would touch it, I'd be like, "Did you wash your hands? Like you've been at a street festival all day. You know what and I you mean?" Have the tzatziki in the yeah, side of your yeah. neck with the crusty nail, like move for me. You know what I mean? Move for my off white. Like you know what I mean? So that's one thing that I want to implement, especially for our next event coming up, is putting because and also I think it makes it look more pristine, pristine, like and it's like yeah, you know what I mean. So the black I'm okay with because obviously the black like. Yeah, it's, it's not okay. gonna get too messy, mm -hmm. but it's like the white. All it takes is one grubby fingerprint, and it's done for. You know. No, definitely. So yeah, I want to do that for our next event. Okay, definitely something we'll look into. Okay. Nice. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us again for another episode of Business is Pleasure. Please like and share so we know that you.
care. And also comment, let us know anything that you want to hear about specifically or any, mm -hmm. just more information on anything really. Cool. And right, thank you so much guys and keep on. Bye.